Near the end of World War I, an interesting situation developed that would take men from Michigan and the Midwest and bring them to the edge of the Arctic Circle. On our podcast today, we tell the story of these so-called polar bears. In October of 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution managed to force the abdication of the Tsar of Russia and spark a Russian civil war. Part of the Bolsheviks' promise were that they were going to end the war with the Central Powers. This worried the Allies, who feared the now freed up troops from the Eastern Front would cause the Germans in particular to be able to prevail on the Western Front. There were also vital war supplies that the U.S. and England had sent to Russia to keep them in the war that were now unprotected, and fear was they might fall into German or Bolshevik hands. Therefore, a plan called the Northern Russian Intervention was formed to help support those Russians known as the White Russians, who were fighting the Bolsheviks, who were known as the Red Russians, with the goal to try and keep Russia in the war and secure the vital supplies, while also helping other Allied forces evacuate Russia and get out of its civil war. The intervention also hoped to rally the populace against the Bolsheviks, as the fear of socialism and its spread was a very real concern. Forces from the United States and England would be sent to northern Russian ports to start pushing outward from there. Since the troops would face the harsh winter Russian conditions, it was decided to use or recruit soldiers who had more experience in cold weather. As a result, many of the troops sent over came from Michigan and Wisconsin. In total, the American Expedition Force of Northern Russia had around 5,000 soldiers in total, with over 130 from Muskegon County. The men quickly discovered that their time in Russia was going to be extremely unpleasant and confusing. Their enemy was the Bolsheviks, who were fighting the anti-Bolshevik forces in the north. However, when they first arrived, the Germans were still in parts of Russia fighting the revolutionaries and the Bolsheviks and the American and British forces. So while the Bolsheviks might be an ally at times, they were also just the enemy in many other situations. Something very confusing for the troops on the ground, we can imagine. The original goal of the mission revolved around supporting the white Russians and keeping the Germans from advancing. The supplies stockpiled also needed to be preserved and kept from falling into enemy hands. By the end of 1918, the war with Germany was over and many of the men expected to head home. However, the mission changed to become to help intervene in the Russian Revolution and stop the spread of socialism and the Bolsheviks. For most of these men from the Midwest, the distinction between the various groups in the Russian Civil War were minimal, and they just wanted to go home now that the official war was over. Quote, They fought without knowing why. They were killed or wounded without knowing why. They shot down their foes without knowing what for. I saw many of my good friends from Michigan knocked off in this way. It is awful to be fighting for a cause, which is a mystery. The conditions didn't help the men's attitude either. The area many of them found themselves in they described as primitive. The area was heavily forested, had poorly built dirt roads, and the families lived in small, stinky houses, in crowded family groups often living amongst the animals. The food was poor as well, with the provided rations being canned beef and hardtack, and the locals eating rye, fish, and potatoes. Any other food sources were prized. A Corporal Gary Rankin from Muskegon Heights said of some food he had, quote, I ate some beef one day that was slaughtered 33 years ago. It was good. The Russians had packed it in snow slush after it was killed and the slush froze. After a thin coat of mold had been removed from the outside, we found the flesh well prepared. The captain told us of its age before we ate it and left it up to us whether or not we wanted to eat it. Needless to say, resentment started to build among the troops who felt abandoned, lost in their mission, and miserable. 
As winter dragged on and the fighting continued in these terrible conditions, it was clear that the Allied forces could not hold on forever against the larger Bolshevik force. However, the port was frozen over, and so they were stuck. It would not be until June of 1919 that the harbor was free of ice, and transports were able to bring the men home. A Sergeant Colby tried to sum up the morale of the soldiers as thus. Much as I hate to say it, I know there are boys coming out of Russia with a rotten attitude toward their government. They feel that they were turned over to the command of a foreign power to be used as the foreign power saw fit. This use consisted in being put in outlandish places, in weather continuously below zero, to fight a superior force for an unknown cause and on rations that consisted mostly of hardtack and corned beef with an occasional frozen potato. In July of 1919, the polar bears returned to the United States to a much more muted greeting than their fellow Western Front soldiers had experienced when they had returned. This experience would bring the men together to form strong reunion clubs, even though the public largely had not understood what they had gone through any more than the men who were there. Over the years, there has been more recognition given to these polar bears as more of their stories were told and monuments have been erected in their honor, including one here in Muskegon. It is a small statue of a polar bear located on the Muskegon side of the Causeway Park, just before the first pond. It is titled, Michigan Polar Bear Confronts the Bolshevik. It was originally dedicated in 1854 by Captain Howard H. Pellegram from Polar Bear Post 3734, which was a post formed by polar bear veterans located in Fruitport. The statue was located in Muskegon Heights Memorial Park until 1967, when the statue was moved from that park to its current location in the Causeway Memorial Park. The story of these men's experience and their part in World War I and beyond is often left out of most histories. However, hopefully as time goes on, more of these stories will come to life and more recognition will be given to these soldiers who fought in a cold, harsh, strange land against an enemy they didn't know for reasons unknown to them. And next time you're driving around our state and see a polar bear statue or insignia, you'll hopefully remember the story of these polar bears. 